canonization depends on contingent historical facts about one particular person. So this is uh, what the one scout, scholar, uh, Prudlow, has called a conundrum, because how do you say that the Pope's canonization is infallibly correct, that we can know with infallible certitude that this person's in heaven, if he depended on an investigation of whether that person was truly a saint in his life, whether he had heroic virtues, and more important, perhaps, whether the signs of divine attestation were present in his life in the form of true and proper miracles. And the problem many people are having is that the evidence seems to be declining in qualities in this haste to canonize every pope that had anything to do with the Second Vatican Council. So basically every pope since John the Twenty-Third has been canonized, except for John the Twenty-Third and John Paul I. John Paul I's already been declared, uh, John the Twenty-Third is canonized, I'm sorry, except for John Paul I and Paul the Sixth. Paul the Sixth is beatified, John Paul I's venerable. So they're on the waiting list, and the, obviously the plan is to canonize every single pope associated with the Second Vatican Council so that we can all believe, supposedly, that the Second Vatican Council was a wonderful event for the Church ha! instead of the disaster it obviously was. Is, not was, is. Absolutely, <laughs> is, continuing to be. But is. now, of course, we've moved beyond Vatican II, and uh, you know, the spirit of Vatican II even has been surpassed by the spirit of Bergoglio, which is a whole new phase that not even the fathers of the most liberal fathers of Vatican II could have envisioned. I'm sure they would be horrified uh, to see. Just as Luther, by the way, was horrified to see what he unleashed upon the uh, Catholic Europe. So these council fathers today, most of them are dead, and maybe a couple of them are still alive, were, would be horrified to see what they have unleashed upon the church in the name of this ill-starred council. So... Uh, there are other saints, though, the kid that that have had their processes uh, expedited, not just the popes, right? Well, there's no problem with so per se with expediting. There's no problem per se with canonizing someone without an exhaustive investigation. Let's talk about the expedited one. Okay, you can expedite when it is universally attested to, and there's really no dispute that this person it was was a holy person had heroic virtue and was surrounded by signs and wonders of all kinds so many of them there's not even a point about arguing the a particular miracle uh, and there's, it's nothing there's nothing wrong with uh, with with consecrating someone who has an extant cult if it's quite obvious that this person is a saint with a long-standing cult and there are many many signs and wonders and there's nothing wrong with expediting the process uh, if likewise is this universal attestation and some true miracles to back it up. It isn't a question of time limits. It isn't really even a question of details of the process. The point is simply this. There has to be some kind of verification through investigation, whether it's a, the more superficial investigation of someone with a longstanding cult for hundreds of years, uh, like, like Hildegard of Bingen, uh, or it's a, a more exhaustive investigation of someone who has never been proposed before, then in that case you've got to go do your digging. It, but it isn't a question of the details of the process. The question is that there must be some kind of process, some kind of factual basis that is verified for the canonization. And the problem here that many people are, are skeptical about is the quality of the alleged miracles attributed to Paul VI, which is a whole subject we're looking into at the remnant and elsewhere. I saw that. Yeah, we're, and, and it's not as if we're not entitled to raise legitimate questions. I'm not answering the questions. I'm not saying 
that if Paul VI is canonized, he definitely would be in hell or in purgatory and not a saint. I don't know the answer to the question because the church has never said de fide as a dogma of the faith. That canonizations are infallible and canonization doesn't fit the Vatican I definition of, of the Pope's infallibility when he defines a dogma. According to Vatican I, when the Pope uh, teaches that a, a doctrine held by the Church is to be vener- is to be held by all the faithful and definitively says so, pronouncing it ex cathedra, the, the conditions set forth, then we can know he's being infallible in the, in the proclamation. But all he's really doing is elevating to the level of an article of faith what the church has always believed. And it's easy to determine what the church has always believed. Any Catholic basically knows what the church has always believed about many issues. So that's a question of doctrinal reality, not an investigation into historical facts about person X. Did this person really heal anybody is is a major question. And the popes, when they began to, to take charge of the canonization process, always insisted upon these signs and wonders. This is how God provides a credential to a a prophet or a saint. He he allows this prophet or saint to bring down miracles. You you ask for his intercession, and the saint obtains for you a true and proper miracle. That way, you don't have to rely upon mere human judgment. 